Now we're beginning Hilchas Tefillin, Mezuzah, and Sefer Torah. There are five positive commandments. The first is to wear Tefillin Shel Reish. The second is to tie Tefillin Shel Yad. The third is to affix a Mezuzah to the doorpost of one's gates. The fourth is to write a Sefer Torah for oneself. And the fifth is for a king to write a second Sefer Torah for himself as well. First, starting with Tefillin, we have to identify the four parshiyos which are in the Tefillin. They are Kadesh Li, Vahaya Kiviyacho Hashem, Shema, and Vahaya Im Shemaya. They must be written separately and covered in leather. They are tied to the head and to the arm. Even one letter is incorrect, then they are puzzled. The second halacha states that the same thing is true about a mezuzah, which contains Shema and Vahim Shemaya. If it's lacking even a kites, it's not acceptable according to Torah. The same thing is true as well about a Sefer Torah. If even one letter is lacking, the Sefer Torah is puzzled. The third halacha states that there are ten things which are halacha Sinai, they must be true about the tefillin, otherwise the tefillin are puzzled. Two of those things involve the composition, meaning the writing, and eight of them have to do with the coverings and the tying of the straps. The first two are that they must be written in ink, and they must be written on a cloth, which means a leather parchment. Halacha discusses how we make the ink in order to write any of these things. So the first thing that has to be done is there are little cakes that are made, which are made of dried ink. So those are made of oil, like olive oil, or tar, or wax, um, that's kneaded together with sap from a tree and a drop of honey, and it's moistened and crushed until it forms a cake. When someone wants to write with a cake, one adds gallnut juice or something like that, and you know, until, it's, until it's wet, and then one can write with it. This is the most preferable way to make the ink. The fifth halacha tells us that according to Halach Lamesh Messinai, if the ink is any color other than black, if it's red or green, any tefillin or Sefer Torah or the like that's written with this ink, which is not black, is possible. Halacha 6, we're going to begin to discuss the types of parchment. There are three. There's gvil, there's klaf, and there's dechsustas. All three of these have to do with the method of preparation of the klaf. So, how does it work? You take the hide of an animal, the hair is removed, then it's salted and prepared with some flour and resin, and other things which cause the skin of the hide to become hard. At this point, it is called kvil, the seventh halacha. Now, after the hair is removed, the hide can be divided, and then there are two parts of the hide. There's the part where the hair grew, and then there's the other part which is thicker. The piece that the hair grew from is called a klaf. The other one, the thicker one, is called duchsustus. The eighth halacha, it's a halacha meshmesinai, that a Torah scroll should be written on the gvil side, meaning that the Torah should be written on the side in which the hair grew. Tefillin should be written on a cloth, meaning on the thicker part, but if it's written on a cloth, it should be written on the side that's the flesh, in other words, opposite the side where the hair grew. A mezuzah can be written on dechsustus. If so, it should be written on the side in which the hair grew. In any event, if someone uses a cloth and writes on the side of the hair, or uses a gvil or dechsustus and writes on the side of the flesh, that's not acceptable. Halacha 9, a Torah can be written on a cloth, but it may not be written on a duchsustus. A mezuzah can be written on either a cloth or a gvil, or a duchsustus. Halacha 10, fillin, mezuzahs, and Torahs must be written on the height of a kosher animal, not for a non-kosher animal. This includes birds. One can write a Torah on a bird. This also includes nevela. If something died without being properly slaughtered, it still is acceptable for a safer Torah. However, you may not write a Sefer Torah on fish. Halacha 11. Any of these things has to be prepared specifically for the purpose of a Sefer Torah or tefillin. The non-Jews may not process cloth in order to be used for a Sefer Torah or tefillin. The 
cloth for a mezuzah does not have to be processed specifically for the purpose of a mezuzah. Well, there's a halacha lamesh mesinai that Torah and mezuzahs both need to be written on lined cloth. Tefillin does not need to be written on lined cloth. That means the lines need to be made in it so that the text can be written in, in uh, specific lines. One does not have to look at a text while writing a tefillin or a mezuzah because everyone knows the text. However, a Sefer Torah, you must look at a text while writing every single letter of the Sefer Torah. 13. A tefillin or mezuzah or a Torah that's written by an apikaris must be burned. However, if it's written by a non-Jew, a mummer, which means an apostate, a miser, that's someone that betrays uh, other Jews to the government or to a powerful person, an evad, that's a slave, a woman, or a katan, um, these are not acceptable and therefore they must be put in Geniza. They do not have to be burned. Lines, svarim, uh, in the possession of an apikaris, uh, those are put in Geniza. If they're, if they're found in the possession of a non-Jew, they're considered to be kosher. However, we should not purchase tairas, tefillins, or mezuzahs from non-Jews for more than they're worth so that they do not steal them in order to sell them. Halacha 14, as we said before, uh, either a tefillin, a sefer tira, or a mezuzah that was written on a non-kosher cloth, not acceptable. A uh, tira or tefillin that was written on a cloth that wasn't processed, lishma is not acceptable. Halacha 15, similarly, when one writes a uh, sefer tira, tefillin, or mezuzah without having the proper intention, it's unacceptable, particularly when he's writing God's name. And for that reason, if a person's writing God's name, even if a king of Israel greets him, um, he should not respond. If he's writing two or three names, he may interrupt and reply. Kesef Mishnah is medayik on the fact that it says a king of Israel. Uh, the halacha is not the same. If it's a non-Jewish king, we assume that a non-Jewish king may kill a person who disrespects him. Halacha 16, when one dips the pen and ink in order to write the name of God, one should not immediately write the name of God, but rather one should write at least one letter before writing the name of God, because otherwise there could be a pool of ink um, when one writes the first letter of the name of God, and one would have to then erase that pool, and one would be therefore erasing the name of God. That's obviously a problem. With respect to a Sefer Torah, it's permissible to write things out of order, so one can skip the name of God, then come back and rewrite it. This is not the case with Tefillin and Mezuzahs. Tefillin and Mezuzahs must be written in order. It is permissible to write Shem Hashem on a cloth uh, where things have been scraped off. Lacha 17. The parchment may not be turned over face down when someone's not working on it. Rather, a cloth should be spread on it. Halacha 18, after a Sefer has written and sold a, a Sefer Torah, Tefillin, or Mezuzah, if he says, I didn't write the names of God with the proper kavana, he's not believed. However, he can forfeit his wage as a result of saying that. The Sefer Torah continues to be acceptable, it continues to be kosher. However, if he states that the uh, the cloth wasn't processed with the proper kavana in mind, these are believed to be true, and the cloth is disqualified. Halacha 19, Tefillin and Mezuzahs must be written in Ksavashuris, meaning in the Hebrew letters. It used to be the case that one could write the Sefer Torahs in Greek, however, that is not allowed anymore. In all three of these things, one must be very precise. If one letter is touching another letter, it is puzzled. There must be four sides around each letter. Similarly, any letter that cannot be read by a child who is not familiar with the word is not acceptable. One must therefore be specifically concerned with a Yud, that it doesn't look like a Vav, or a Vav, that it doesn't look like a Yud, a Kaf doesn't look like a Bez, a base doesn't look like a cuff, etc. Finally, if there's a hole in the parchment, one is not allowed to write over the hole. However, if one writes over the hole and the ink doesn't see through, it is fine. If the cloth is perforated after it's been written on, then as long as the hole is inside of a letter, then it's okay. So, for example, if it's inside of a hay, that's acceptable. If the hole perforates the leg of a letter, then it is still acceptable as long as length of what's left over after the perforation is uh, no bigger than a yud, and as long as the letter doesn't resemble another letter.